When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we are hanging out with Lori and Julia. Great Thursday afternoon. One hour left to go, and it's going to be a good one. So sit back and enjoy the LoJ Show. Please, and please enjoy uh, British GQ, who has our boyfriend, Pierce Brosnan, and his two very good-looking sons. We've posted it. Uh, Dylan and Paris are their names. I love it. Yeah, they really resemble him yes and keely yes they do yes they do the eyes and everything we're waiting for the tabulations for what prop we're going to be using all of our shows in the project we've hired the the accounting firm of deloitte and haskell Uh and sims Mm -hmm. whatever the names are (laughs) deloitte Deloitte, o'rourke and uh sims yeah Yeah, that's a new one (laughs) they're they're hired um, and a friend of mine called me this morning about going to Project Down and Dirty, getting a VIP, and there were like three VIP tickets still left. Oh, oh. good. Okay. And so just, you know, and I'm like, you got to go on our website. Right. Because I already did. I just wanted to, you know, just see if, you know, you could talk to me about what you guys were doing for your movie. And I said, it's very hush-hush. It's you have so hush-hush. <laughs> Even we don't know. Even we don't know. <laughs> it's the best kept secret here at my town. Yeah, that's so mm-hmm. true. <laughs> um, so, speaking of interviews, you know how there's been a certain feud, a rumored feud between Victoria Beckham and her son's, her daughter-in-law? Mm-hmm. Well, Nicola Peltz, who is the wife of Brooklyn Beckham. The daughter-in-law. The daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. She's an heiress to a billion dollars, and mm-hmm. um, she's 27, and Brooklyn is 23, and she's giving an interview to Grazia USA. And Grazia, I, and we would like to thank her. Right, and mm-hmm. I feel like this could be a bombshell of an interview that's not going to help anything. Here's what she said, because she had, this is what she said, we connected to start designing my dress because Victoria Beckham is a designer. Know. That's right. Yeah. And then a few days went by and I didn't hear anything. Victoria called my mom and said her atelier couldn't make it. And so she said, you know, she had no choice but to go to Valentino. And uh, she said, I was planning on wearing it. And sure. I was truly so excited to be able to wear a design that my future mother-in-law created. I thought it was so beautiful and such a beautiful story. So when I spoke to my mom and, and or when uh, Victoria called my mom and 
I'm just like, what am I going to do? I committed to this. So luckily, being a daughter of a billionaire and having a lot of money, Valentino was, was able to make dark. a gown. Yes. Um, so I was able to travel to Rome to try on the dress. That's really what happened. Okay. And the wedding day dress drama was bolstered by the fact that Victoria not only wore her own dress design that day, but her dearest friends and her own mother were all dressed in custom. Beckham. Beckham. Victoria Beckham. And yet she said... To my mom instead of me, yes, that her dressmaker couldn't do a dress for me. And Nicola admitted it hurt her feelings that it was reported she never planned to wear a dress by okay. her mother in law. That hurt her feelings. That would hurt mine too. I try not to let it, but it's just not the truth. It's a bit of a bummer. And um, so, uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to help anything. That she's saying it out loud again. Yeah. How many times do we need to say it out loud that my mother-in-law dropped the ball on my wedding gown and I was left holding the bag Mm -hmm. and had to, out of desperation, (laughs) go go to the top top designer in the world. Why do wrong? I had to do it. I don't see this helping a thing. No, and then... then Speaking publicly about family stuff again. and, And then Brooklyn told Grazia... That his wife is his number one priority. She and is they my family. Have each other's back one hundred percent. But I think all of their over explaining, over explaining, and also overly lovey dovey Instagrams that they're always showing about the two of them, them in bed, uh, kind of intimate. They're out kissing. They're. It's a little bit. My death. Doth protest too much, however you say it. Well, the thing about Mm -hmm. that is, these guys got married when, like, in June? Mm -hmm. I mean, it hasn't been long. Does Victoria know something we don't? I don't know, but I also think there's extreme boredom on the part of these two, because she had a bit part as an actress and has had bit parts. I liked her when she's ECW show. He has pursued 17 different careers, Mm -hmm. tried photography, didn't like it, wanted to be a football player, soccer, didn't succeed in that. Cooking wanted show. to be wants to have a cooking show and training himself. I feel like you need a purpose outside. You need a per people need purpose outside of overt uh, displays of affection. affection. <laughs> You're going to get sick of each other. <laughs> right. I mean, you need something. People need purpose, mm-hmm. even if it's volunteer, whatever it is. But something to do besides mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you get sick of you people. Right. It's a true statement. Yeah. So anyway, she's still talking about it, and I don't see that helping. That's happening. Thing. Thing. And then Leonardo DiCaprio's publicist is still choking out words like this. Well, Gigi has a child, and she's mature, and Leo wants to be with someone who has the same idea of good causes and political views like he does. How thin-skinned is he that they're still pushing this story? I have no idea. Because this is all coming from Camp Leo. I don't understand. Yeah, he's got thin skin. I mean, she is being used as a PR fling. Because here's the headline. He's taken with Gigi. They're having a good time, but taking it slow. They don't even... They're not even dating. They're not dating at all. This is like a crazy, crazy, crazy thing. I mean, it's so weird. He's trying to deflect the criticism of having a breakup sell-by date by 25 by by telling us he's publicly pursuing an ancient spinster of 27 with a child. (laughs) (laughs) It really kind of is. I know. It really, really is. Okay, I don't know if I told you this. But, you know, when HBO Max and Discovery Plus dropped all the shows, started shows, blah, 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 and made all these decisions for their um, 
shareholders. Yeah. And um, wanted to cut off syndicated shows because they didn't want to pay people anymore. They made a decision about Magic Mike's um, last dance. Do you know the story? Mm-mm. Because it was originally, they decided that it's going to get a theatrical theatrical release. release in February of 2023. But originally, it was meant to go straight to streaming on HBO. Um, it's going to open February 10th. And it's the beginning of the Super Bowl weekend in advance of Valentine's Day after abandoning the exclusive release on HBO Max. The threequel will see Channum, I just call him Channum, mm-hmm. return as a male stripper, Mike Lane. And it's the character that we already know is based loosely on his own experience as a male stripper in Florida. Right. Sama Hayek is taking over the Tandy Newton part. And uh, they are committing this to the I movie. Wish Dallas would be back. Matthew McConaughey was so I good know as it. Dallas, the nightclub owner. The first Magic Mike was a surprise hit, grossing $167 million. Amber Heard was in mm-hmm. it. Remember that? The second one, yes, she was. The second one grossed nearly $300 million. Um, So Steven Soderbergh has directed this last one, which I believe they're done filming. Mm-hmm. Um, so this they is the ladies are going to go when I have something to do that weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of excited about it going. I mean, I would rather watch that. I like that movie. Oh, I, I want to see movie. that in a movie theater. So I think famously that was, saw that with Anne Marlene. Who I know. Claimed it to be. She had a one word. She, she, you know, used to be, and she was a nun for many years. She was my aunt. Yeah. And Lori's movie partner and Lori's compadre. Yeah. And she just said. That was a story of redemption. Huh. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, and it she was. really was. Yeah. That's she had one was. word reviews. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. so She liked that's it. Cool. But she was very, she kept grabbing my arm. She'd never seen that much nudity in her life. Right. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. or that kind of dancing. She'd go. Well, hello. Hello. She and smiled the whole time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That is happening. Well, oh my Ka- gosh. Kelly Cuoco, you know, her movie Meet Cute, which is airing on Peacock, and it's the movie she did with uh, Pete, Davidson. Pete Davidson, and it premiered yesterday, and they were in New York, and she had a cute, sparkly cocktail dress on, and he, honest to God, looked like he rolled off his couch. I told you that yesterday. In a hoodie and sweatpants, and they weren't even matching or nice. Not- he looked horrible. It made me mad. Yes. It made me mad that he didn't try for her. He didn't even try. And I know it's a premiere for a streaming movie, but a little effort to match his co-lead would have been nice. And she gave him massive amounts of crap about it. He looked like he had an orange tennis shoes, like royal blue sweatpants and a yellow sweatshirt. Yeah. Here's, he looked like he was in Sesame Street colors. Yeah. Here's what Neil Justin said about it. Uh, Sheila, Callie Cuoco, happily submits to participating in a version of Groundhog Day Reliving the same day over and over so she can have a perfect date with a nice guy. Gary, played by Pete. Mm-hmm. The movie isn't as good as the Bill Murray classic or Andy Samberg's similarly themed rom-com Palm Springs. Right. But it does offer more proof that Callie Coco is the most inventive comic actor on TV not named Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She brightens every scene with unpredictable expressions, expert timing, and a touch of madness with Davidson schlepping along for the ride. But he's recommending it. It's and it's on Peacock. Peacock, mm-hmm. and it, what, it's called Meet Cute. It's called Meet Cute. Okay. And remember, we thought that maybe they might have been because there together. were cat photos of yeah. them filming together in New York, and she split from her husband yes. around the same time. Yes. 
But they never really did date. Okay. So it was just the filming. Right. And it looked like they were. That sounds kind of cute. It does. If you don't want to watch something as heavy as Jeffrey Dahmer. You're right. I like this. And then uh, Chris Hewitt is recommending a movie on Netflix called Do Revenge, kind of a Heathers-esque comedy. It um, has Camilla Mendes, who's in Riverdale, who plays Veronica, obsessing over backbiting about a group of pretty young people, and Maya Hawke is in it, and um, you won't believe any of it, but it's body and witty fun. All right, so that's fine. another one. Do revenge on Netflix. Thank you, Lori. All right, when we come back, we're going to find out what prop is going to be featured in every one of our movies for Project Down and Dirty. We'll be right back, and also with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Well, we've got something very dirty to get to. Grant, we have the results, right, Can guys? We have a drum roll. I've got the sheet of paper. I haven't even looked at it That's yet. That's right. We don't even know. i got to put on my glasses. Are this we is... going 4 3 two, yep. and then what the yep. number one, the last one will be the prop? That will be used in all of our Project Down and Dirty movies that okay. we're making okay. next week. Coming right. in fourth place is the toilet plunger. Oh, thank goodness. We <laughs> don't have to give birth to that. Mm-hmm. Coming <laughs> in at number three is the mannequin head. Oh, Coming in at number two is the adult diaper. Oh, no. And winning, it's a creepy doll from Alexis. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it probably will be provided by Alexis. She has about enough of them. I mean, who's going to give us the creepy doll? The haunted doll is going to be an all- Wow. Um, well, it can just show in, it can just be background sitting somewhere. It could be too. sitting there staring at us. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I don't want to than... give birth to a creepy doll. Yeah, no Grant's one's going birth. to have to. Yeah, we'll in do. none of our movies is anyone giving birth. Oh, how do no. you know, Lauren? I don't think so. I have I an idea so. for us for that doll. We we might be able to work it that in there a little bit. Okay. So. Yeah. We can work any prop. We could have worked to any of those props. That's in. right, Lori. You would have worn the diaper grand. I will tell you. I would that. have told you. And that. I'm yeah. all for that. And Julia yes. would have used the plunger somehow. Because I am allergic <laughs> I to I would have put it on top of you. The, the rubber? No, Lori used no. one once. I love that you believe her and go the rubber. No, yeah, she's <laughs> allergic. Oh, she's allergic to the idea work. of using it. She's work. allergic to work. <laughs> the one she had to time, do it once, Grant. You know? Oh, and I couldn't even do it. Casey was in the hospital bed in our living room <laughs> this is with true. a pick line and a catheter. Oh. Okay? So he had two contraptions he had to wheel around with. And the toilet backed up. And I started screaming. <laughs> as one does. As it was overflowing. And Casey's like, what's going on? I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, I do it. And he's like, get the plunger. And I go, what What's do I that? do with it? And what I kind of do, I do, do with, with it? it. I really had never. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Plunged. I'd never plunged. I've you, never plunged. He's I... lived such a 
Even when hey, I had a roommate, exercise, my right? one friend Paula, she she I can she just did see that. You. I don't do that. <laughs> I, I, we never. I don't ever recall us having to need it. But I mean, yeah. So anyway, Casey hobbled in with his catheter bag, his pick line, his IV, his crap. ratty bathrobe. Oh my gosh! Probably sweating and swearing profusely at me. And who is this woman I married? Yeah, that she and can't he took help over. Me. He took over, Grant. That you don't even know how to plunge blows me away. He plunged it. But you yeah. were just doing the action. Yeah, you so got I was it. kind of just slapping. I can see you. Like, water. Is this supposed to go in? <laughs> in like, and he's like, put pressure on the hole and for go down. I'm like, oh. Yeah, things are breaking up. Seriously, Lori, you have you changed a diaper? Yes, yeah. With poop in it? Yes, my brother. Oh, see, he ruined everything for you at such an early age. I'm telling you. You're right. Okay, so the creepy doll. Creepy doll. All right, creepy doll, we've got it. Thank you, everyone, for voting. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's get into some dirt here, you guys. Let's start out with the royals here. This is crazy, guys. Multiple sources, palace sources, have told Page Six that Prince Harry desperately tried to make his grandmother's bedside to say farewell, but only found out that she had died by reading online reports. Wow, how about that? So, so now well, he was I, on his way. He, he was. was there. He might have been en route. It was. It happened so quick, yeah, as yeah, we yeah. know, because we know. Um, then Prince Charles got a phone call, and immediately, yeah. they got in a helicopter and went. Yeah, it so was, I think I think that that's some um, creative headline. I do too, and trying to create a stir that's like right. everyone keeps doing. Yeah, that's so right. like you said, one Buckingham Palace insider called was he was called by his father, but then another, however, another uh, palace insider confirmed that no one from the royal family actually called Harry to tell him that the monarch about the monarch's death, uh, leading yes, him I to mean, find out f- news from reports. When he landed late in the afternoon, they are bigger potsters yeah, than Kyle are. Richards. Well, listen, it's kind of a little bit of a flight. It was a twelve-hour drive if you would have driven. So he was en route in an airplane when it happened. Right. Yeah. So Nothing of course to he's going to find out yeah. when he lands. Mm-hmm. That's a non. Boy, do they stir the pot over yeah. there? But then they tried to put a little icing on the cake here, and Harry and his brother Prince William have truly mended fences. Oh. Palace sources confirmed the two did talk at family dinners and gatherings. Oh, good. I would hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a nice little cherry. On yes. that weird, weird All headline right. there. Here we go. Elizabeth Chambers, you guys, in a plot twist. Who's she? So she Army is. Hammer's wife. Yeah, oh, ex. Okay. Is it his wife or is it his ex-wife? Estranged wife. Estranged wife. Okay. Well, He's she. On e. She yeah. has appeared to have tried to work with the House of Effie. Am I saying that correctly? The House of Effie is the Instagram account Count. that. That the woman exposed. Well, the woman said, you know, this is I've been. She. It was her. A situation with Army Hammer that exposed his mm-hmm. these creepy okay. habits. So now it is they're saying that Elizabeth reached out to this Instagram account Effie to help her try to get custody of her kids and put more slander on her husband Army Hammer. Share more horrible stuff. Exactly. She encouraged him to share as much horrible stuff as she could because she wants she wanted to use this in the courts to have a way to try to get full custody of He was their kids. never around. He was always off banging yes. different people and doing stuff and he's got the money and the family yep. name and yep. the Caymans and she was just when she found out about all this, I, I mean, I kind of, I, I don't, I don't blame her. I would yeah. try and do the same damn thing. Yeah, because like you said, when he was down there and they were brought there with court orders and everything, he was still out chasing other women, 
and not being there for not being present for their kids. He was so flirty with Julia on the red carpet. He, he really was. She's I like, "Oh, you got busted in Texas with some pot in your motorhome." And mm-hmm. he, he stopped really to talk to us. Let me tell you, nobody ever stops to talk to you about their arrest. He, he really was. Was um, he's he's was a very charming man yep. and very beautiful, and I bet he had no problem. Getting people to get pay attention to pay him. attention to him. You know what? Our army should have gone with the older women instead of the younger women. Yeah, it might have helped them out a little bit. Yeah, because younger women. I mean, he was taking advantage of people's naivety yeah. and talking them slowly or quickly into doing things that they wouldn't have been. Maybe older women might have been more willing to experience that. Or no, hell no, right. right. Well, finally, right. yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. The last, the last, what part, was the other little thing? The last little nugget of this whole thing is basically that on top of reaching out to uh, Effie to try to get out some dirt, she herself released some photos of him doing some horrible things in an effort to get full custody. And that uh, basically it was all started when he had started cheating on her, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, she yeah. started with this, the, there's the cheating allegations. She put out these photos, then she went to this. Instagram account to say, hey, help me out. I need you to throw out as much as you can so I can get full custody of these kids. So crazy story there. Um, Mm, And I think Gloria Allred might have quit as his attorney. Yeah, I think that was. They brought that up later on in the story down a little bit further. Yes, I believe you're right on that. Um, But this one's kind of like a weird head turner right now. Coco Austin, you know, uh, she's uh, got a time saving hack. For her daughter, her six-year-old daughter, Chanel, and it is basically giving her six-year-old daughter, Chanel, baths in the kitchen sink. And she's been catching a lot of heat on social media for telling people. I want to know if she she showed a a picture of her daughter in the bathtub. Was she naked? In a sink, yeah. There you go. That's why. Well, there you go. There you go. But there was also some other people saying, you know... Stop seems, treating her like an infant. She's you know, in, you know, she's in, she's six years old. It, it seems old to be in the in the sink, sink getting a bath. It was really huge. Maybe no, it was a fire I sink. looked at a photo of it and I felt nothing. But this why is did, not bad. Why news. would someone post Here. that? Yeah, I don't know. Do Maybe you? her back hurts from the size of her breasts and she can't bend over to the bathtub. <laughs> that's that's actually what one person wrote. They said at oh. least this way she won't have as much back pain with those big breasts. I mean, that's the truth. Those that things is, hurt when they're extra large. That is what yeah. one person Speaking tweeted. from experience. All right. <laughs> Maybe we're on to something. All right, Grant, thank you. Hey, it's happened. It's happened to the best of us. You're in a work meeting. You're on a date. And suddenly your belly begins to rumble. And you can't let loose one right then and there. That's right. And it turns out this happens quite frequently for the average American. According to a recent survey, Americans have about 338 close calls a year. (laughs) With sharding? Sharding or yarding. 338. So it's almost one every day. That's right. More specifically, the average person keeps themselves from passing gas six and a half times per week. That's not good. Most of them, while you're at a restaurant, at a work meeting, in or bed. traveling. In oh, bed. In bed. In bed. And um, the poll shows that over a quarter of people think the worst place to accidentally toot is during a work meeting or a professional outing. <laughs> so people have put their Zoom meetings on mute oh, while they let course. one rip. Oh, yeah. But now that more people are back in the office, not... Muting isn't possible, so people <laughs> shift in their seats and squeeze their cheeks. Yes. Everybody farts. Yes, everybody yes, farts yes, and yes. everybody poops. But people consider by an overwhelming 70% that <laughs> farting is more embarrassing than 
finding food in your teeth, which is about 40%. Yeah, I would agree. A bat in the cave, their nose, (laughs) or having their zipper down. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's a sound and smell aspect that take it another level. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. And apparently we're "Mm." gassier in the summer. And most people do not consider farting any kind of a deal breaker unless it like happened like on the first night or something. The first right. time. Um, Remember when Chris Humphreys burped in Kim Kardashian's mouth on their very first date oh, and then she married him? I, yeah, Remember that? That, was a, that would have been a deal it breaker It was a deal for me. breaker. Yeah, we were just so like, farting oh. and burping. That's right. Uh, the average person <laughs> is comfortable enough to stop holding in gas after about six dates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You but kinda. I think if you, or leave the, the room, or you leave but the, the room. worst, the worst is to fart in bed oh, in a sexy position. Never. If that's ever happened mm-hmm. to you. But you know, like when you live in apartment buildings, like, so like when I first started dating Lily, there was, I live in an apartment building when there's a public bathroom downstairs. So if she would sleep over, I would run downstairs because I had yes. the bathroom connected to the room. So if anything happened, you're going to hear it. Right. You know, so I'm right. running downstairs right. and then sprinting go. back up being yeah. like, no, I just went pee in my own bathroom. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, I know. You don't want to hear all those sounds No, sometimes. you don't. Not the beginning. And the, the beginning. once things get normal, it's like, okay. But. Okay. Now this is a theory called the 2020 20 rule. Okay. If Ooh. you are suffering from eye strain, staring at your screen, and the theory is that people have strained eyes. Oh. Tear ducts have never been more overworked. Of course, because we've got a screen in our car now. We've That's got right. it when we're walking, in when we're hands. talking, when we're working. And and this uh, it was published in Contact Lens and Interior <laughs> Eye. <laughs> I love your source. Okay. So here's who knew they have a magazine. I bet it's a quarterly though. People have digital (laughs) eye strain real, real bad. And it's irritation, dryness, headaches, and blurred vision. And Dr. Aaron did tell me that people do have a the dry eye thing can be correlated, he thinks, to some of the screen time. And so drinking water is even more important than usual. But so here's what the 202020 rule is. You look away. From your screen for 20 seconds every 20 minutes. Oh, I like that. That's it? That's it. And look 20 feet away. Don't look at something else up close. But just 20 seconds every 20 seconds. Every 20 minutes seems like a really long time not to take a break. Julia, are you kidding me? People will fart around, turn around, I'm going to get a piece of chocolate. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to the bathroom. It's easy. To, to, to disrupt yourself every 20 oh, yeah. minutes, I think. But I mean, just to sustain 20 minutes looking at your screen, I couldn't do it that long. Oh, oh but people I do. Get caught, yeah, I get caught up in it, and oh, it's like an hour way goes by. Too much yes. So you look away from your screen for 20 seconds every 20 minutes and look 20 feet away. You know what? I just did See it. See if that helps you. Just did it looking over here, and I've been looking at these screens for two hours. It literally felt... I felt like a relaxation. It's not like so focused and stressed, you know, like a relief on my eye. I really Well, because here's what happens. Usually we blink 15 times every minute. But when you stare at a screen, your blinking gets cut in half. And less blinking means less you have dry, irritated, Mm -hmm. tired-looking eyes. And... 
So that's just a little thing yeah. that could possibly help you guys. Like, is... you know how the Apple Watch tells you to stand up every 25 yes. minutes and breathe yes. or whatever? We should get one of those for the eye test. I yeah. like it. Yeah, 20, 20, 20. I like it. I do, I, I, again, I don't know how anyone could stare at something for 20 minutes. But people do. I know. All the time. Oh, yeah. I don't have but that But uh, 20 seconds of looking away will help you. Mm-hmm. So that's the 20, 20, 20 rule. Okay? I like it. Now, um... Do you think it's a crime to wear clothes and then return them to the store? Absolutely. Julia? Absolutely. Okay, good. I'm glad. My word. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, what if you try them on at home? What if well, you're not I a, like that all the time. Okay, because I, I don't. I've, I bring them home, try them on, and then return them if of I. Course. I just don't like to do stuff in store. Same. Okay. I do it all fine. the time, but okay. it is not the same as wearing it out for an event or oh, something yeah, yeah, and then yeah, returning yeah. it. Yeah, good call. 46% of people say wearing clothes for an occasion and then returning them for a full refund, which is also known as wardrobing, should be considered a serious legal offense. It's, a, it's yeah. also known as theft. I mean, that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They think it's along the same lines as dining and dashing, secretly recording another person. So people are aware of it, and if you do do that, don't you, brag about it, because most uh, you're going to be judged. Why would you... I guess for like fancy shirts, if you don't want to spend the money or something. Who knows? I think yeah. it is wrong. But I always think of the person, the salesperson, who probably knows it because maybe you can smell yep. an odor or perfume or whatever on it. Or maybe there's some makeup around the collar and you're like, what? This doesn't fit. It looks like you wore it. So, yeah, people are morally... We're not okay with this. No, not at all. Okay. Now go ahead and return your kitchen appliance if it doesn't work out. People are okay with that. That seems okay. Well, all right. If it breaks too early or something, or if yeah. you were bad at measuring, you know, that's and you got the wrong it. size, sure. Yeah, that's okay. You know, that's different. Wearing clothes, it has odor. You're right. It's your body. It's not right. It's and then the person the who intent. buys it, then the other person because, who buys it. Yes, it's basically that's intentional. Thank you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. There was someone who recently it was a TikTok like, yeah. that bought a bought some clothes from a big popular brand. Yeah. And then there was some uh, leftovers in the pants oh, because the person had worn. I remember the, that. The story was, was like a week and a half was, ago. And I didn't want to tell you because oh I just. Oh my gosh. It was from. Um, God, what gosh. was that? I'll look it. I'll look I feel it. like it's not Amber Crombie, but I feel like she bought it from a major store and it came, it got delivered to her house. She bought it on Line Grant, I feel yes, like. Yes, you're right. And but it had poop in it. Returned it. it With poop in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that people are opposed to that. 100%. Very good. Okay. But you have heard people say, oh, I'll just buy it and wear it. And I'm like, what? I'll buy it and wear it and return it. And you're like, what? You don't I feel like that? a housewife did that on one of the episodes. It's stealing. Yeah, it was in early September. Yeah. And there's it's on TMZ. And what was uh, chain? It, the chain is ASOS, a, high, yes. a highly loyal customer for years yep. of ASOS. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gross. All right. Listen, we'll be right back. Grant. Uh, I loved uh, Dorit's explanation last night in the clubhouse about why when she orders her Belvedere vodka soda short glass um, with three limes but carcass out. Or lemons. The, carcass no, out. That The reason she says, why carcass, she says carcass, carcass out. Carcass out. That means fruit out? Yeah. I like that. Well... She's been saying it. She's been saying it. Yeah, she said she heard it when she was in her 20s in Italy, and uh, she's been saying it ever since. And Gawker contacted, like, 
a gazillion bartenders in L.A. and New York, and no one had ever yeah. heard that before. So I thought that was I've kind of funny. I've never heard that. Yeah, Kirk I always ask out. that, but not in that terminology, because I always have well, to... Go um, ahead and try and make it fly, Graham. Yeah, out. It sounds so gross. It sounds a, like... Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I, all the I want to know is... bars is gross, though. Let's be honest. Florence Welch was performing. Florence Welch? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And someone sent like a fake bloody hand, threw it up on the stage. Did you hear this? Oh, and she God. said, and she's like, oh, it's a beautiful, bloody, severed hand. And then she looks up. I'll eat this later. <laughs> I thought, perfect comeback when someone throws crap at you on a stage. Yeah. I'll take care of it later. You're a Florence. You're a Florence yeah, fan. Yeah, you know, I was in Paris and John Bream was like, do you want to go to see Florence and the Machine tonight? Oh, she was, yeah. Because she was at the, maybe the Excel. Excel. Yes. And I said, I can't. I'm in Paris. I can't. <laughs> I can't. And he's like, no, la di da for you. I know <laughs> it. Right? It's a movie. It's a movie. It feels like, you know, a movie. Like a go to the theater movie. Oh, gosh. Harry, Harry Styles. Poor Harry. Well, Olivia Wilde wore a very sexy dress to Madison Square Garden last night. It was a white dress with cutouts, very V-necked with a pair of combat boots. Like extreme platform combat mm-hmm. boots. She's a very thin woman. She is a thin I bet woman. her waist is like 23. Tiny. Teeny, tiny, teeny, I wonder tiny. if she's on any late night shows tonight doing cleanup on Don't Worry Darlene. I don't know. Nothing can top the Colbert. No, that was appearance. good. That was so good. No, he leaned into that whole. He did. Guy, you know, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I thought that was kind of fun. No, tonight the big thing is um, Norman Lee's birthday. On yes, ABC and the football game, the Pittsburgh oh. Steelers against the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. That's like a Packers Vikings yes, type situation. Is. So, yep. But. It's on Amazon. Yeah, and the numbers came in from last week's Thursday night Amazon only. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 million, million viewers, and yeah. they're saying basically the same that they used to get on Fox. Yeah. Well, I don't think they were getting 13 million on when it was on NFL Network. And I'm lifting right. an yeah. eyebrow, if I can, um, about <clears throat> that number, because I don't really think Amazon releases their numbers. I think they make them up. Well, yeah. they, 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 they can make them up. Yeah. They, they really can. can. Yeah, they have the control over that. But I think with there probably was sort of some sort of, I would imagine, contractual thing where they have to show that this is working for it to continue. Maybe I would agree with you. Football is too. They they are monopoly. They they have the right. They own everything. They do. Really? You know, so who knows? Mm -hmm. But they own everything. they, They control everything. I mean, the NFL has just whatever it says it gets, you know, it really does. It prints money. It does. Are you going to watch this game? Yeah, I'll watch a little bit of it. Honestly, I've got some other work-related re- stuff I should be working think, on. Yeah, I got some public You think we file. got a movie to make next week? We got a movie. To, got a movie to make. <laughs> public file coming up. Anyone stressed out about any of this? No, no. Yeah, Everything's you know. work, working so smoothly. Well, we've got to write into the script how to have a creepy doll. Oh yeah, <sighs> it'll be fun. The creepy doll could be like. I don't know. Maybe it's just always. Just maybe just in every scene, yeah. like an Easter egg in every scene. Yeah, I don't something. know if I'm ready to commit that much to the That's creepy doll. Right. Right. Uh, Tori Spelling has uh, shared a rare photo of herself and her brother Candy and her brother Dean. They never posed together. It's the first time they've shared a photo of the three of them in twenty, 20 years. years. But I, I'm so relieved because remember Candy Spelling famously. 
wrote her daughter out of the Aaron Spelling will. She gave her like $200,000 or something. $850,000. I love that. For 860. I love that. It was so god awful mean because she had like 300,000. Do we know she talked her husband into doing that? Or because it was Aaron Spelling's will. How do we know Candy talked him into that? She could have not even known. We. No, I think as famously, then the daughter didn't get along with the mom. Yeah. Because the mom could choose what to do with the money and she didn't give it to her. That's what I remember. So, and then as a result of her having 22 children, Karen's candy wanted to be a mama, a grandma, I think. Yeah. And so, candy just turned 77. Is that it? That's it. Wow. Aaron Spelling must have been 30 years older than her. That would be a good, (laughs) juicy scandal. How did they meet? Was she a cigarette girl at the Brown and Derby? How did that the come to... The Brown and Derby. The Brown Derby. You know. <laughs> you know that it's You're different right... from Brown and Bigelow. Yeah. <laughs> Brown Derby restaurant. But that would be a good... Yeah, I'm, she must have been. Because he was like he... 90 when he died, he'd look like. For sure. And yes. he's been gone a long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So maybe Very he long. was 25, 30 years. First senior. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Nope. Not at all. And I feel like she's... Friends with Kathy Hilton, like they've run in the same circles. Look at what comes up. Aaron spell, spelling. We he died after a stroke in 2006, 83 years old. So that is a good long time ago. And she's now <laughs> only 70. What I can't she's do. She's 77 right now. She's 77, so and she that was, was in 2006. That would be what 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. So she was 60 years old when he died at 86. So she's 16 years. 26. She's 26. 26. Years younger. 26. Yeah. Pretty good oh, guess, Julia. 30 I, years. I know. There yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. So she I, was his second wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that spelling home has been changed hands from... Several times. Several times. I wonder who lives there now. I don't know, but Candy's got to be glad she doesn't have that big, she, huge house. She reportedly... I'd be afraid to Aaron live Spelling yeah. reportedly left $800,000 to each of his children. That's less than 2% of his fortune to East. The bulk of the state went to their mom. Mm-hmm. But even non-family members were included in the state pan with 50000 going to an interior decorator and twenty five to a oh. manicurist. Mm-hmm. Fifty to a manicurist and a decorator? Oh, yeah. He dogged those kids. Yeah, well, you know. Well, he must have been one of these guys who doesn't believe in passing on wealth. Yeah, you know what? Work for it, boys and girls. <gasps> that would We were very mad and upset we for her. We would have been mad at our parents, Grant. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I say that now, but yeah, no. Yeah, I <laughs> so mad. It's easy to say that. Grant, no. I have something to tell you. We're leaving you $200 when we die. Mm. You've been living in, in private jets your whole life and chauffeurs, but no more. No more. You're going to learn what a plunger does <laughs> and you gotta get suction you use two hands when you're using it there we go hey gang thanks for hanging out with us today